Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys, today we are going to talk about creative reviews and why they are an essential step um, that actually often gets missed when we're working with our freelance clients. Yeah. Before uh, you hang up, don't hang up the podcast. <laughs> I feel like very important. Don't Whether you've been doing this, this for a one. while or not. Yeah, this is the, you, you need to hear this one. If you are like, I'm a professional, I am a copywriter, I give my clients the best service. Make sure you are, because I feel like we get lazy as copywriters is what I'm going to say, because I've done it too. So the PSA to not being lazy. Yes. All right. And that's it. Don't be lazy. Thanks, guys. (laughs) See you in the next episode. No, but um, so a creative review, just to be really clear, uh, which you'll often um, certainly experience if you're working on a larger creative team, especially if you're working in-house or maybe if you're working with an agency, is where you and the other creatives uh, will talk through the deliverables with the people who requested those deliverables. So like if the product team was like, oh, we need an email for this and you and the designers work together and you all meet up at the uh, after you've worked on the project and you go through what you have created and you kind of talk them through it, you review the creative that you have created. Uh, and we'll talk through exactly how to do that. Um, but I think a lot of, especially a lot of, of newer copywriters, I uh, think that creative re- reviews only happen with a team or they only happen if you're working in-house or they only happen if somebody else schedules them for you. Ooh. Um, <laughs> ooh. ooh. But the, the truth is, is that you should actually be doing a creative review uh, with at least the first project for any new client. Mm-hmm. And quite possibly, depending on the how complicated a project is, it might be worth it to do it with uh, with 
additional projects or with clients that you've been working with for a while, because creative reviews, as you are about to discover, um, can be a really, really important part of the process and help to make the, the entire creative process so much smoother and so much more pleasant for you. Yeah. It makes your life easier. It makes the client's life easier. If you're doing project pricing, it helps you stay on budget so that you're not going out of scope of your work. And often if you're skipping this, that is on you. That's not because the client is coming back with rounds and rounds and rounds of revisions. Often that's because if you didn't start with a creative brief, which we'll link to that episode about creative briefs in the show notes. Um, so you need to start with a creative brief, but this is the other really key component to keeping a project from going off the rails. This is kind of the second area where a project it could possibly go off the rails because you're getting feedback and you either don't understand it, you're unclear about it, or you're just sending 20 emails back and forth between the client and you can't actually understand what, what you need to do to make an effective second draft or second round version of the, of the creative. But so to Nikki's point, even if it's, you've worked with this client, like on 20 projects, whatever it is, if it's like a 30 page website or even a five page website or a big email funnel or something that's more than just, okay, I write product descriptions for them all the time. Okay. Maybe if you've done ongoing product descriptions or you've done similar emails and it's a one-off email, maybe you don't need to sit down and have a review. Uh, but even if you're going to send it via email, instead of just tossing it over the fence and here's, here's my work, you still want to incorporate whether it's comments in the margin of your copy doc to say, here's why I made certain choices to make sure they understand any key things you want the client to know, um, or walk them through with a loom. Loom has free accounts and you can walk through your project, but you want to know that they might not watch that before they review your copy. Uh, so when in doubt, take the time to schedule this meeting with your client. Yeah. The, I, what most copywriters tend to do is they do the work, they're super excited, and they just send it through to their client and go, here it is. And then they kind of wait for their clients to send back any kind of feedback. And as Kate was saying, that can lead to a lot of confusion. It's been a while since the client kicked off the project. Um, they may have forgotten things that they told you. They may have forgotten direction that they gave you. They may all kinds of different things on top of the fact that they just may not be used to reviewing a copy doc and may not know what to look for. And, and just remember that clients don't know how to be clients. They need us to guide them. So mm-hmm. instead of just sending copy at them and saying, okay, now give me feedback. Um, a much better way to do this. And we'll go back to what we were saying about the, the loom and, and mm-hmm. for future projects in, in a moment, but the much better way to do this is to say, Hey, uh, I'm ready with the copy. I'd love to schedule a time with you to go over it. Cause there are th- some things that I, j- I just want to talk through with you. Uh, and the vast majority of clients are going to say, yes, absolutely. No problem. Again, we'll talk through what to do if they don't want to do that. But they're paying you. They're paying you for your expertise. They will be willing, most of them will be willing to get on calls with you. And the first thing that you want to do when you get on these calls, and when we say calls, we mean like Zoom calls. You can't mm-hmm. probably don't want to do it over the phone since you want to be able to share your screen and show them the document. Um, but the first thing that you want to do is just establish what the purpose of the call is. And of -hmm. course, the purpose of the call is, is to, to walk them through, to first review the project and then walk them through everything that you've done and ask for, and and be able to answer any questions that they have there 
live instead of them going through it on their own and perseverating or, or whatever. But that, that first step is to first kind of review the project. And review the creative brief. Don't be afraid to bring out the creative brief, to share your screen with the creative brief and say, okay, as a reminder, we agreed on this. This, this is the objective of the project. This is the goal. This is how we're measuring it. This was the deliverable, all of it, the audience, the benefits, everything, the tone. And so they can be set in the right mind space. They've probably, they've gone off, not probably, they've definitely been doing tons of work as you've been doing tons of work for them. Their brain hasn't been focused on this project because they've handed it off to you. So it's off their plate, off their plate, off their mind. They're not thinking about it. And so you need to come in and reground them in what this is by going over that document. And really it sets you up to resell your work and remind them of the benefit of your copywriting and why they took on this project in the first place. And it gets them really excited in some ways to be like, oh yeah, this was this was the project and here's here's what we're going to do with it and what value it's going to bring to our business. Yeah. You, you can't assume that they remember the decisions they made with you at the beginning of the project. There have definitely been times when, to be transparent, I have not done a creative review with the project. I've sent the copy through um, and the client has come back and been like, well, you know, we want to change this. And then I have to go back and say, okay, but we agreed to this in the creative brief, whereas I wouldn't have had to have that conversation if I had done a creative review and if I'd started with that brief. It just reminds them. And remember, of course, the brief is you fill that out based on the conversation that you and the clients have had. So you're all on the same page. So it's just a good reminder of what you guys agreed to and the purpose of the project and why, why you're doing what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next step is when you're actually presenting your work, you don't necessarily have to read it out loud. You want them to kind of digest it like they would if they were an audience, the part of the audience of wherever that copy is going to. But you want to take them through key points throughout your document to explain the decisions you made and the key reasoning behind each of those decisions. Mm -hmm. I like to say something like, hey, I just want to call this part out to you here, this headline. Now, I went with this for X, Y, Z reason. I went with this because we talked about really wanting to make sure that the target audience insert reason. But this is really good for a couple of different reasons. Number one, because you as the copywriter know that there are choices behind everything that you do. Every single word in that document was a was a conscious choice choice. And number one, this gives you the opportunity to explain some of the choices that you've made. And number two, it also reminds your client that everything that you did was a very conscious choice, that it wasn't just, well, I opened up a Word document and I just wrote some words in there. It helps show them that you thought very strategically about this project and that there is reasoning behind everything you've done. And they have the opportunity to ask about some of that strategy as they're going through it, not just ask about the words. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes that they're focusing on something that's not grounded in the, the deeper background information of, you know, I chose this because this audience, this will resonate with the audience. And then they wouldn't even have that question if you're able to explain these choices and the strategy behind them. So it makes their feedback more focused on areas that need or have potential to be improved versus things that are very solid already that they're on board with, but might not have been on board with had they not understood where you were coming from and why you did what you did. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and then the next thing I like to say is I like to say, 
Um, I know that this is a lot to take in, so please don't feel pressure to give me feedback on this call. You mm-hmm. might want to, I understand that you might want to take some time with it and do some thinking. So don't feel pressure to give me feedback on this call, but do you have any questions that I can answer mm-hmm. for you? And just the same way we don't want to be put on the spot to give clients a quote on a discovery call, it's it can be a lot for clients to try to give feedback in that moment, in the first moment that they're reading the copy. Now, sure, is there some is there some benefit to getting their initial reaction? Yes, except that it's likely they're not the target audience, right? They they are they're marketing to the target audience, but they it's likely that they are not the actual target audience. And it's really the target audience that their initial feedback is most helpful. Whereas your client likely has to take a little bit of time, put themselves in the target audience's shoes, and then evaluate it in, in that sense. And it's, uh, it's, it's a little unfair to ask them to do that in the moment. So I like to, and I think if you don't tell them that, they're going to make the assumption that they're supposed to give you immediate feedback. And unfortunately too, sometimes immediate feedback is not good feedback <laughs> because it's not based on thinking about the target audience. It's not based on strategy. Mm-hmm. It's based on initial reactions to something. Yeah. And then sometimes you get down that rabbit hole where they're trying to rewrite the copy for you. And at which point, and we have an episode on feedback that we'll link to in the show notes as well. So you can take a look at that, but you want to refocus as much as possible. If they start rewriting, say, okay, I, I see, I here's reiterate what you have heard the problem to be or the kind of hiccup with whatever the, the copy is and say, this is what I understand the problem to be. I'm going to go back and I'll take a look at some, a couple of options that we could rework this section and just kind of cut them off from having to rewrite copy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then that goes down. And if they do, maybe they say something, you're like, that actually is it. But you are the copywriter. You want time to evaluate that, whatever they're saying, to see if it is the right option or to explore other options and do your due diligence to see if there's some other better solution to whatever that kind of issue is than in challenge with, with the copy. Um, but as much as possible, you want to make sure you kind of redirect the conversation and be like, Nope, this is my job. I've got this. Uh, don't feel like you have to write copy for me during this, during this call. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, they don't, they shouldn't feel like they have to give you feedback. No. It should be an opportunity for them to ask you questions about it. Um, it may spark things for you. Your piece of copy may spark things for them that they oh forgot to mention or that, Oh, maybe this is, it's, which is why it's so good to have this conversation because also too, they may think, Oh, well, we forgot to mention this. And you may be able to go, well, great point, but we did in the, the creative brief, we decided to focus only on this thing. So it, it can be just a, a great opportunity to have a full discussion that you mm-hmm. can't have in the same way over email or more likely turns into multiple emails back and forth when it's so much easier and so much more productive to actually have a conversation, not forgetting that copywriting is, it's a collaborative process. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you put in your, you had your initial, you had your kickoff call, your input call, and you worked on it yourself. But now here's the opportunity for both of you to contribute to this and help make it as good as it possibly can be. Yeah. Cause if they raise questions about what you did, you might have questions about their questions. And then, you know, again, you could see how via email, this becomes a back and forth, a waste of time where you can't get going on round two of your, your project because you still have outstanding questions. So the creative review allows you to kind of 
ask all those questions, kind of nail down and at least get to a place of where you're moving forward and to understand what next steps are, which are generally that you need the client to give you feedback, consolidated feedback from their entire team. And you can absolutely can and should give them a deadline for when you need their feedback by, because you need that feedback by a certain point to hit your next deadline to deliver it to them. And so you can phrase it like that. Hey, in order to keep this project on track and to hit the deadline of whatever the agreed upon deadline is, I need consolidated feedback from you all by X date. Um, But it just makes that process so much smoother to exit the meeting knowing, okay, they're going to give feedback. And there might still be questions on that feedback that they give you at that point. You might need to suggest another call to say, hey, I just have some questions that I want to clarify on the feedback you gave me to make sure that you know what you're doing for your next round. Again, you want to make this easy on yourself. You want to make it easy on the client. And to do that, to get all the information you need up front versus just saying, okay, they gave me feedback. I I have to know what to do with this, right? Like I'm supposed to know I'm the copywriter. So I should just be able to take this and run with it and and give them a V2. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, I think it's, it's, always better to over communicate than under communicate. Mm-hmm. Never be afraid to tell the client what the next step is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, they they may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to you to guide them. So like Kate was saying, like, okay, so great questions. Um, I hope I've answered everything that you have. Of course, if you have more, send them through to me. Uh, but just to keep the project going in order to meet our dates, I'm going to need to have feedback on this by end of day Wednesday. Does that work for you? does great awesome then i'm going to send this document through to you and that also can be a great time to say saying just a reminder the best way to give feedback mm-hmm. is to tell me what's working and why it's working for you what you like about it mm-hmm. and what's not working and why it's not working for you don't worry about trying to rewrite the copy i'll do that for you that's what you pay me for you know you can make a little joke if you want to if that's your vibe <laughs> um but that, that can be an opportunity just to remind them how to give feedback as well. Mm-hmm. But to Kate's point, giving them that that deadline just guides them. Then they don't have to think about it either. They go, oh, okay, end of day Wednesday. They put it on their calendar and then they're good. We, You are, we're not just like what we always say. You're not just a producer. You are also a partner. So let them know what their, what their role is next and when they have to do it by. And you help them keep the project on on schedule. And again, you may want to do another creative brief. If it's a big project, if you're sensing that maybe their feedback is going to be um I don't want to say like it's going to be a ton of feedback because I, I don't I don't want it to sound negative. But if it's an in-depth project, um it it may be worth doing a second round of a second creative review, which is fine. Most big projects, if you're working on a team, if you're working in-house or an agency, most big projects have at least two creative reviews. So if you're going, oh God, I have to have a second review. Oh, I really messed something up. No, not at all. Not at all. And again, the second review, yes, it could be more feedback or it could be the second review could be them going, yeah, you know what? Just change that word. Otherwise, good. We're good to go. But you have the opportunity to kind of wrap it all up and then move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So then to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning, let's say a client says, no, 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 I don't have time for a creative review. Can you just send it through to me? Yes. You're not going to fight your client on anything. But as Kate was saying before, it's still not a good idea to just send it through. 
you can give them your portion of the creative review in a Loom video. You know, pull it up on your screen. If you don't want to see that little picture of yourself, you can get rid of that. Get rid of it. But pull it up on your screen and pull up the creative brief and talk them through the creative brief again, just to remind them of the project. And then do the same thing you would do if you're presenting to them in the room, just, or in the room, in the Zoom room, I guess, uh, just do it on a Loom camera. And then again, say, tell them everything that you would be telling them, just that you're not taking their questions. Now, of course, they may not watch the video but encourage them to tell them what they're going to get in the video besides just watching. It's copywriting, right? What's the benefit of you want someone to do something? What's the benefit of them watching the video versus just looking at your, just looking at your copy doc. And of course, Mm Don't, don't make it a long video. If it's a 10 minute video, it's really going to decrease the chances of them watching it. Whereas if you make it a three minute video, I mean, I'm saying, you know, go quickly, but, or talk over yourself or anything like that, or speed talk, but make sure it's, that's the most important things in there. Um, but, but give them, explain to them why it will benefit them to watch the video and, and that will just vastly increase the chances that they actually do it. And for key things, you still might want to put comments, you know, in, in your, within, right in line with your copy doc. You know, often one of the big things I find with, especially website projects with clients is that they'll often, I've done this enough where they want the headline for a section to be, you know, a paragraph. And so if I've worked with this client or even if I haven't just times to head off at the past to say, you know, as a reminder, this headline in the Word doc will be significantly larger in layout. And so if there's a wireframe already or I'm working with a designer, I might link off to the wireframe just to say, hey, so you can have context of what this will look like and where this is placed in the document. Um, But to give them that context that things in a Word doc are going to look very, very different in layout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point. Um, And so you don't need to do a creative review with every single project. Again, strongly, strongly recommend it at the very least on the first project with a new client. Um, If it's a client that you work with regularly, but it's a totally different kind of project, that's also a really good time to do one. Or if you're working with a client and it's just a, it's a bigger project, there are more elements. Or if it's a project and there are more key stakeholders involved, if there are three people that are going to weigh in on something, so much better to be in a Zoom room with those three people and present it to them all at once and get their questions and deal with it all at once because that's going to help improve the feedback that you get. Because again, I think we have all been in situations or at least Kate and I have been in, if you haven't been there, you may be there at some point uh, in your career where you get feedback from three different people and it's all very different feedback. This person wants to do this. This person wants to do the complete opposite. So having everyone in the same Zoom room can help. Like Kate was saying, use the word consolidated feedback, but also not being afraid to push back on the feedback. If you get feedback that you can't actually work with, meaning Like I said, one person tells you to do something, somebody tells you to do the exact opposite. You go back to your contact at the company and say, oh, this is so fantastic. Thank you for sending back the feedback. Um, We have a little bit of an issue though, because it's, it's, uh, it's not cohesive. And then you can, you know, talk that person through and then say, all right, if you could just talk with them 
and get consolidated, cohesive feedback for me, then I'll be able to move forward with it. And you can always give your recommendation too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I've had clients and the feedback is not good, quite frankly, or it's misguided or misdirected. And so just saying, Hey, you know, this says this and this, here's, here's my recommendation, but I would still love for you. What, what direction would you like me to go in? And so always presenting your recommendation, but at the end of the day, if they come back and want a misguided direction, it is their prerogative. You can, again, push back. My rule is always, I'm going to push back once if I feel very strongly that this is the direction, you know, that they're going, taking it down a bad direction. Uh, but if they come back and still want that, then I'm not going to continue pushing against what the, the client ultimately mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now I know that when we give this advice about creative reviews, a lot of copywriters will go, oh, but it was scary enough just to have the idea of sending my copy through to them. Now you want me to get on a call with them face to face and walk through my copy with them? Yes. First of all, because you want there, you, you, it will be so much easier for you and less scary if you're actually talking to them. It can be a little bit scary when you send through copy to a client and you just sit there. It's like sitting by the phone waiting for uh, someone you like to call, right? You just, when are they going to get back to me? Oh my God, are they going to love it? Oh my gosh. Or it was sent through an hour ago and I haven't heard from them. Does that mean that they love it? Does that mean that they hate it? Oh my gosh, they hate me. Oh my God, I would have believed copywriting. So it's, it's actually, I know that it sounds like, oh, I have to go through, go over it with them on the call. In a lot of ways, I think it's a lot less quote unquote scary or maybe uh, less likely to kick up anxiety because first of all, you're not, nothing is off the cuff. And in fact, you can even, you're at your own home. So you can have the creative brief on the screen. You can have your copy on the screen and you can also have notes next to you, be like, all right, make sure to tell them this about the headline or make sure to remind them this. We used this or I used this because the target audience needs to hear X, Y, Z. So as you're going through, you know, present the creative brief and present, you can be referring to points if you're like, well, I mean, I know that I had a reason for writing the headline that way, but, but what, what, refer to your notes. It's, you don't have to be, nothing has to be extemporaneous. Nothing has to be perfect. You're still a human, you know, you, you put your best foot forward with your copy, but, but you can refer to your notes. And I think quite frankly, too, telling the clients that you don't need the feedback on the call also then makes it a little bit less nerve wracking from, for them as well. It's, it's, it's just a conversation, right? We're not, we are not our copy. We are not married to our copy. It is not a reflection of us as valid human beings. It's work that we've done. So it's just a conversation about work that you've done. So don't skip it much as you're tempted to. Don't skip it. It will make the process so, so much smoother in the long run. Okay, so this may be a step that you don't necessarily feel like taking, but Believe us, it is a step that you absolutely should take. It will make everything smoother. You will be much happier. So your next step, schedule your creative review for whatever project you're working on now. You will be very glad you did. And with that, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. 
We'll catch you in the next episode.